Welcome back to the Holistic Mom Weight Loss Podcast. Today, you have me, Kristen, your registered dietitian nutritionist, mom of four, a holistic functional practitioner. And I'm joined today by Sydney. You'll hear from her in a minute. Sydney Mostek, dietitian, mom of twins. How cool is that? And your movement coach. Today, we're diving into circadian rhythm. What is it? Why is it important? What affects it? And ultimately, how does this contribute to your weight struggle or weight loss? So grab a cup of something warm and get ready. It's going to be a good one. Let's kick this off with a holistic mom weight loss truth bomb. Your weight is the last thing you need to worry about. Look, I get it. You want your body and energy back. You're anxious, stressed, sleep deprived, feeling unattractive and stretchy leggings that aren't quite stretchy enough. And it is a struggle to sift through all of the crunchy health advice out there. It feels overwhelming. (sighs) Deep breath, friend. I'm Kristen Noriega. As a registered dietitian, I've helped hundreds of women support their hormones, lose weight, and keep it off. We're going to get your hormones, gut, and body systems squared away. Once your body is working for you, the last piece of your health puzzle, your weight, is going to fall right where it's supposed to be. All right, friend, reheat your coffee, get ready to take some notes. It is time to thrive. Okay, friends, welcome back. You have the luxury of having both Cindy and I today. Yay! Those are always more fun than just one of us because we laugh. So get ready to laugh with us. Today, we're diving into circadian rhythm, which is probably something you've heard, but you probably didn't ever realize it was relevant for you. Sydney, you ready to chime in over there? I'm ready. Okay. She's deep in thought. We can see each other and she's like reading and her brain is going 100 miles an hour. (laughs) Sydney, what are you reading? I'm reading about exercise and circadian rhythm. All right. There's always research to read and things to learn. And over the years, even our advice as dietitians or Sydney's movement advice, things change. And so we're always putting forth tons of effort behind the scenes to make sure we're delivering the best, most relevant, and most recent advice and recommendations to our clients. So side note, right off the bat, like you want to work with us. So you want to click those links down in the show notes. It's a lot of fun and we're driving change and outcomes. So side note, click the notes, (laughs) get on the books. (laughs) Okay. Sydney, do you want to take the huge mission of explaining circadian rhythm at the most basic level right off the bat? Circadian rhythm is basically your body's internal clock. So it helps you fall asleep, wake up, it kind of manages your hunger timing and your cortisol levels, your energy levels. It really kind of affects everything. They're finding out more and more that it matters a lot that we have it in check. Right. Before this conversation, Sydney, had you really, and before maybe the last year, maybe the last two years, 
just being a human being out in the world, when you thought of circadian rhythm, did you ever think like, oh, this is pertinent to my life? Because I know I didn't. No, definitely not to my health. I do love sleep. (laughs) So (laughs) I recognize that I am actually really good at it. So that's that's one of the things that I'm really good at is falling asleep when I need to. So that's probably Mm -hmm. good. It's probably a good sign. Yeah, I would agree with that. It is a good sign. I know. I like just thinking back, like it was something I would hear and just put no weight toward it. And good sleep. That wasn't for me. It doesn't matter. I am a mom. I have little kids nursing and doing all the things and like good sleep that will come in time. Mm -hmm. But it's pretty critical. Yeah. The implications for your health are definitely secondary, I think, for most people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you listed a few things that your circadian rhythm can affect. So most notably, that's sleep. So it affects your sleep. When you're waking and you're going to sleep, it's like a like the sun. Come up and go down and up and down. Awake and sleep. Awake and sleep. And your sleep then affects your cortisol, which is your stress hormone, your fight or flight hormone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're joined today by my two-year-old. So bless her. She just sneezed. Sorry about that. So it affects your cortisol which is your stress hormone. That then affects your other hormones, your sex hormones, your inflammation, your energy. If you're not getting good quality sleep, and I'm not just saying enough, but good quality as well, good quality sleep, you don't have the energy. And then then you're impacting your hunger hormones, your hunger and fullness hormones. They respond to this negatively. Yeah. Not to mention the cortisol fluctuations affect that so much. Like I know moms out there, when you're tired, what foods do you crave, right? (laughs) It's almost never carrots. Yeah, it's never carrots. And I know when I don't have good sleep, I wake up and I put forth my best effort to try to curb my hunger throughout the day with some techniques and strategies that we're actually going to talk about next week. So sort of a part two, but it's so hard. It's like my body is ravenous for food. Yeah. Simply because I got less than six hours of sleep or seven hours of sleep or whatever it might be that night. Yeah. So there's a whole list of things that affect your circadian rhythm and This has been something I've been diving into our clients with recently because of the research we've seen and because of the functional labs that we do with clients. When we get them back, we can see the melatonin on there and the cortisol and the pattern of cortisol throughout the day that follows this circadian rhythm. You can see the rise and the fall. You can see it flatline. You can see it spike. You can see all sorts of interesting things. And it totally matches up to the client and what she's been telling me all along. But at the most basic level, there's a few key things that can affect it. One is going to be exercise. And Sydney's going to dive like way into that. Are you ready for that, Sydney? Or should we list the other ones first? I can be ready. I should probably stop researching the episode, huh? 
Yeah. Uh, Sydney also is coming down with a cold and dealing with kid sickness and probably a little bit of brain fog. <laughs> so, cut us some slack. <laughs> okay. So exercise affects your circadian rhythm differently depending on whether you're a morning person or a night owl, it looks like. If you're a morning person, which congratulations, <laughs> that must be nice. If you exercise in the morning, it can help later in the day with your circadian rhythm and falling asleep. And if you exercise in the evening and you're a morning person, it can kind of push it back. So you might have a harder time falling asleep versus if you are a night owl, which again, congratulations, I'm neither. Uh, then if you exercise literally any time of day, it can help you fall asleep later. So it can push it, they call it pushes it back. So basically, rather than pushing it forward where you fall asleep later, it's going to push it back so you can fall asleep a little bit earlier. So let me recap that because I'm a 100% a morning person. So relevant for me, can you say that one more time? You want to exercise in the morning because if you exercise too late, it's going to push it backwards so that you have a hard time falling asleep afterwards. Okay. And for the night owl, it doesn't matter when they exercise? Either way, it's going to probably so be odd. I know. I know, but if you think about it, like if you're just sitting around all day, you're not using any of that energy that you have and you're not you know, contracting those muscles regularly. You're not doing the thing that your body is supposed to be doing ideally. So using your muscles any time of day is going to be better than not at all. I guess unless you're a morning person and it's too late in the day. I don't know if I became a morning person out of like default because that's when I can see clients or mm -hmm. if it's like I finally just embraced it, but it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it's really nice. I thought I would when I had kids and <laughs> I'm up in the morning. <laughs> Coffee, prayer, walking, then I'm a morning person. <laughs> Nobody can be around. I'm a great morning person. <laughs> So that matters. And then kind of like we talked about last week with your gut microbiome, all of that can influence your circadian rhythm. All of those gut microbes being in order where you want them to be can influence your circadian rhythm and exercise can, again, support a more diverse gut microbiome that will help, will help support a healthier circadian rhythm. Okay. So in the research you've read or the depth of your knowledge over there, does strength versus cardio affect this more or less? Do you have any thoughts on that? I don't think that there is enough research, but I would say probably anytime there's muscle contraction involved, you're going to be getting the benefit. So either I think would be fine. Knowing, of course, that you want to be doing more aerobic or cardio exercise than strength training throughout the week anyway. Okay, good. I'm cool with that answer. That sits well with me personally <laughs> and my exercise routine. Fantastic. <laughs> okay, so here's a few other things that are going to affect your circadian rhythm. And I'm going to be real. If you don't change these things, you're not going to improve your sleep and you're not going to improve your circadian rhythm. So you have to get rid of all the light in your room at nighttime. 
You need to tape up the lights that are shining, like from cords, close your windows, turn the nightlight off. You have to make it dark so that your body recognizes it's dark. It's only a modern convenience that we have lights in our rooms now. And it's a real inconvenience for our circadian rhythm. So you have to get rid of those. Backing it up a step, I sort of missed this. You have to dim the lights at night. If you are leaving the house bright, you have on all the overhead lights, you're using these awful white lights like the room I'm in right now, it's terrible, then you're not allowing your body to properly decrease the the melatonin and decrease the cortisol according to the circadian rhythm needs. So dim the lights at night, pitch black in your room, and in the morning, you really got to get some morning lights. So not only are we talking sunlight for vitamin D and mental health, but even just a synthetic 10,000 lux light is going to be beneficial for this circadian rhythm. Whew, that's a mouthful. (laughs) Do you do any of those things, Sydney? I try to keep the lights dim at the end of the day, but that's also just because I'm tired at the end of the day. And the bright lights are like, no, not here. There's also some research that like you want it to be stable day to day. When you're getting light should be kind of the same time frame day to day. I hate that research, quite frankly. (laughs) I'm with you. I hear you and I've read it and I agree, but I hate it because on the weekends, I want to stay up late. I want to watch a movie. I want to chill on the couch and I want to sleep in late. But That is not good for my circadian rhythm, my cortisol, and then weight management. Uh, If that's something, you know, for anybody who's dealing with that, it sounds cool, but it's really not okay for your body. I hate it. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah. It's very long. And staying up late once in a while is nice. Yeah. If I like, I'm real with myself and I think about how I feel afterwards. I feel sluggish. Mm-hmm. Even if I slept in till, I don't know, eight o'clock, whenever my kids would let me or whatever, <laughs> then I feel sluggish throughout the rest of the day and it it affects my overall well-being. Yeah. It ends up being a lazy day. Yeah. That's true. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Look at us learning about ourselves here. I know. <laughs> I have to have hard conversations with myself all the time, man. It's tough. And so for everyone who's listening, if you're like, oh, but I I can't have it dark in my room. We have an alarm clock. Or I can't dim the nights at light. You can. You can do all of these things. It's just a matter of sitting down, looking at where the light's coming from, and what are you going to do about it? It's just brainstorming and problem solving and having the conversation with your husband if he's if he's the one with the light sources. And this also goes into phones and TVs. They shouldn't be in your room. You shouldn't be on your screen. That's going to be the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I like to do a crossword puzzle on my phone at the end of the day, but it does not help me fall asleep. I read on my phone. Oh, yeah. Most of my books are Kindle. And I need to switch away from it, but I have the night setting on, whatever it is, but it's still light. Yeah. These are hard changes. They are. But if you're serious about your health, then sometimes you have to do hard things. Yeah. Because 
circadian rhythm is tied to everything. There's suggestions that if your circadian rhythm is off, it opens you up to higher risk of heart disease, diabetes, obesity, all of the metabolic syndrome, basically, mm-hmm. just because your circadian rhythm's a mess. Yeah, metabolic syndrome, like you said, it's five things. If you check off three of the five criteria, you're at an increased risk for disease down the road. Mm -hmm. And as we're getting into our mid-30s and upper 30s and into our 40s, all of us here, like this is real. This is the time where we have to fix this stuff. Otherwise, we're going to have problems. We can either prevent or we can medicate. So what's the better choice? You make that decision. Mm-hmm. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Speaking of myself, for some, like a lot of this stuff, there's still things that I could tweak here. I really like to have the window cracked because there's this street light out there. And when the light comes up in the morning, I can see it. But it's the winter and I'm up in the dark. I just need to change that. <laughs> I had to put some tape over my humidifier light because, again, it's like the sun in there when that little light is on. I don't know how it's so stinking bright, but. Yeah. Okay. Practically, what kind of tape did you use to cover the light? Just black duct tape. Okay. Electrical tape, black duct tape. Yeah. Anything. Put a book in front of it, a blanket over it. Oh, my gosh. We were at a hotel the other week. There was like the phone like an old school phone and it was like illuminating the whole room and there was this smoke detector overhead and it was flashing all night long and i was just laying there and i was like i need to go home i need to go home okay this is a story for the moms that happened once when i was in a hotel when my kids were teeny tiny babies and i was like absolutely no light in here ever i put a panty liner over it <laughs> i just stuck it to the ceiling and it worked wonders <laughs> that is awesome <laughs> panty liner <laughs> to the rescue <laughs> oh my goodness yeah so then what do we do in order to optimize our circadian rhythm well we just listed a whole bunch of light things <laughs> that matters a lot matters so much let me do a case study real quick before we talk again about the exercise implications here or the exercise recommendations. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to this client who her diurnal, it's called a diurnal rhythm. So the way your cortisol and melatonin, they spike earlier in the morning and then they come back down gradually throughout the day. And they're real low overnight. Mid-morning, they spike and it goes back down. Like you can see it on the labs. So this woman was dealing with high stress, but she's not the kind of high stress person who would, who like goes into rapid fire. I'm going to do stuff. I'm going to go and go and go until burnout. She was the kind of person who's like, I'm stressed. So I'm going to sit here and I can't do anything. There's like two clear types of stressed people, stressed women. She sits there. She can't do anything. Just is like, well, I guess I'll just watch TV. And so she was barely peaking in the morning. Her cortisol was hardly coming up at all. There were clear things she was doing that were affecting this, including lots of TV in bed before sleeping, because that was just like together time with her husband and lots of screen time and 
sleeping in late. And so like just all the things we've discussed were at play. And we didn't get a chance to do a second round of labs, but seeing the way it just was like, she didn't have the energy because she didn't have the cortisol. It's a good thing when it's in the right amount. So it was just so interesting to see it that way. And I see a lot of people where it's like really spiked because a lot of the women we work with are the type of people who are like, oh my gosh, I'm stressed. I have 900 things. I'm going to do 899 till I burn out. But <laughs> then it doesn't spike. It just stays up there. <laughs> <laughs> but then it stays and you're just, oh, messed up in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> so interesting. Okay. How to optimize was a really good question, Sydney. So light stuff, all the light fixes. All the light stuff. And exercise when it makes sense for you. Ideally early in the morning. I know that's hard, but even if that's just like getting out and going for a walk with your coffee, right? Just something, something to get your body moving in the morning. And then if you're really a night owl, anytime is fine, but early in the morning is great. And most days. Most days. Yep. Okay. So lots of info, lots of fun when we get to support women through this. We have one-to-one spaces open. We have group spaces open. We're running a new fertility optimization program for anybody who's looking to improve their fertility by working on themselves. So getting your body systems right, fixing your hormones, all those things. You might not necessarily have weight to lose, but you're just really needing to get stuff right. You don't know what's going on. Sydney can take clients for movement only. Would if love you're just that. needing some support. And she just said, I love that. And I talked over her. She said, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to click on the link below to schedule a breakthrough and we will meet up and to see how we can help you see how to get you your breakthrough see how to fix your body so that you can move forward with support yeah who wants to do it alone i don't even want to record podcasts alone though (laughs) (laughs) it just feels better with other people who are awesome yeah yeah conversations you know they make you think harder and then you're more and it changes Mm-hmm. And hold each other accountable and <laughs> get ideas. So the group stuff is real fun. We like doing yeah, that. A lot of sure. fun. Okay. Next week, we're looking at meal timing. Snacks. Are they okay? Have we changed our recommendations? Oh, I don't know. No. Oh, really just meal timing in the way that it affects your weight and the way that it affects your hormones and whether you should be eating three squares or a bunch of little meals. What's best? What does science say is best? I know. It's scary because we are like, I, I don't know. I don't even know if I can go there. I know. Well, we're going to do it. We're going. Join us next week. We'll see you there. Bye. Have a good one. Hey, friend. Hold up real fast. Would you mind leaving a review? Open your phone and hit five stars and then the little pencil button and leave a review. You can be anonymous, you can create any sort of name you want, and this is going to help the show get to more women. This is gonna help spread the messages that God has placed on my heart and has somehow ended up in your hands. We're here for a reason. Please leave a review and let's get this show into the hands and hearts of more women 
who need this in their lives. Your review is so appreciated. I can't tell you how much it means to me and how much it means to my family. I'm taking time out of my day, my life, to deliver this content to you, and I love it so much. To hear back from you means the world to me. Please leave a review, hit those five stars, and I'll catch you on the next episode.